Welcome to this VIT podcast. This is one of a series of eight podcasts where I talk to teachers who are currently completing or have recently completed their inquiry process in order to obtain full registration. My name is Damien Cowell. In this podcast, I talk to Daniel Glasson, who teaches Year 5 and 6 at Mount Ridley P12 College. Yeah, so uh, my inquiry question was how do I engage and differentiate the mathematics curriculum for students of lower ability? Uh, My question changed probably a couple of times but before my process and the documentation started um, because I really wanted to knuckle down to and and have a really definitive question. Um, I feel that was just a... it enabled me to to go through with the process a little bit easier because I I had a certain group of students that I wanted to focus on. I had a certain area that I wanted to focus on. I didn't want to make it too broad because I I feel that might have made the the whole process a little more difficult. So that's what I focused on and and that's the question that I was able to come up with. Um, The reason that I come up with the question was I sort of just put my interest together. So I had a real interest in teaching maths um, and also had a few students in my class who had been diagnosed with intellectual disability who had worked with an aide for the first two terms. I'd been differentiating here and there and the aide would work with them but I myself hadn't worked too closely with these students because they'd go off with the aide for the lesson and and I'd teach the rest of the class and then it'd come back towards the end. So I was really interested to to see how these students would go just on a more on a one-on-one basis with with myself rather than the the teacher's aide. So that's how I kind of put my interests slash the uh, students that I wanted to work with and basically how I formulated my question. Okay, um, and uh, it's really interesting that you say you changed your question along the way. Um, what tips would you say to teachers out there about the, um, the dangers of making too broad a question? Mm. Yeah, so I think if it's too broad, then you're not really able to, to define what you're looking at, and it becomes a little more difficult. If you've got something that's um, really pinpointed at a certain area, then you're able to find strategies a lot easier. You're able to probably differentiate a little bit better. You're also able to focus on a particular group of students rather than a whole class or a whole load of strategies where you're finding it hard to pick and choose sort of thing. Yeah, great, great. Um, And um, take us through um, how you worked with your mentor on this. Yeah, so I was lucky in terms of my mentor teacher as I had the same teacher as a mentor from as while I was a PST, so I ended up with a job at this school and had the same mentor teacher. So I knew my mentor teacher really well, um, and I feel like we have di- uh, very similar styles in our teaching. Um, so I worked very closely with him in terms of team teaching, observing um, his classes, observing him taking my class and vice versa. Um, and I was just able to take strategies that he used in particularly with my lower level students um, while he was teaching maths and sort of apply it in my own teaching and as well as documenting that uh, in, in my portfolio. And did you talk to other uh, teachers going through the same process or any other colleagues at all? Yeah, yeah. definitely. So my, my office um, was really good. They'd already been through the process, so they were always great for for tips and tricks to, to get through it. But we had a, a, a large amount of graduate students at this college as well. So um, they were always they were great to lean on as well. Just to, not so much for strategies, but just talk about the process, with, just talking about it with somebody, I think, think definitely helped. So where are you at or what have you done or what are you up to sort of thing. And you can sort of gauge where you should be up to as well because we're all going through it at the same time. So I think I was able to, to have those conversations and it just helped me tick the boxes as I went along with, with those other graduates. 
And so once you, you got going, um, was it you know smooth sailing or did, did things change on you? Did yeah, no, I, was, I think I was a bit lucky in terms of, yeah, it was quite smooth sailing. I think once you do have that inquiry question and you are happy with it, it is, it is quite smooth sailing because you are basically just documenting what you do every day. Um, so you go along, you, you're doing your differentiation or you, you, you're putting in place some engaging curriculum or activities. That's what you're doing in the classroom every day. You're just putting that together in a document to, to say this is what I'm doing and, and ticking the right boxes. Right, and the evidence, uh, can you give us some Yeah, so the evidence that I used, um, I used some unit plans. Um, and I, I changed some unit plans a little bit to, to help with that differentiation. So I used that as part of my evidence, uh, pre and post test data. So just collating that together and, and working out where they were beforehand and where they were after the process. I felt that was a that was really good feedback for myself um, in terms of how well I had engaged them with the curriculum and how well I had differentiated the curriculum. So I feel that, yeah, the pre and post test was, was a great piece of evidence for me. Um, I had student work samples as well, just to just to sort of feed off. You, you've got it right in front of you, and you can sort of see how they went along the way. So that was really handy. Um, and I also had plenty of photos of just like the programs or the activities that I put in place in my classroom to to help engage the students, because it's a little bit hard to say oh the students were engaged. Whereas if you've got photos of them enjoying themselves in a, on an activity or a particular. Um, might have been an ICT program, then it, it sort of shows that they were engaged, they, were, they looked like they were having fun, so it was sort of a way to, to measure it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, the panel, um, how'd you go? How, how did you prepare? Yeah, so with the, with the panel, um, I guess the best way to, to prepare is just, just know your portfolio, just read through it, um, know where each section is. For me, um, what I did, I created a little document with all the, the uh, VIT boxes, so basically all the standards. Um, and I ticked off the areas that, that I'd done or and I sort of noted where particular areas were um, within my portfolio. So it might have had to do with something to do with um, differentiation of the curriculum, it might have been on page 10. And that way I could sort of talk to my document in a way. So if there was a question asked about that particular area, I knew straight where to go to turn in my, in my portfolio. But yeah, the best advice I guess is just to know your portfolio, which you will because you spend hours and hours on it. Um, so you do know it quite well. And it's basically just going through, through that, through your document and reading through it. Mm. Great, and thinking about um, teachers who are about to begin, um, what sort of things did you learn along the way? What, what sort of valuable advice could you give? Yeah, so um, I guess the, the valuable advice would be to definitely lean on your colleagues, um, whether whether they've been through the VIT process or they're currently going through the VIT process. Um, you're gonna you're gonna get advice. Doesn't matter where it comes from. So definitely lean lean on all those colleagues. Um, I think the thing that I learned the most out of it was you just you understand all of a sudden how much we as teachers do to enhance uh, student learning and and how to enhance their growth, and it's sort of uh, it's a really cool thing to sit back after the end of it and think we actually do all this every single day sort of thing. So yeah, it was, it was quite cool to sit down and, and reflect on that. Yeah, I think Trevor mentioned feeling proud about yourself. Yeah. Um, is that something that yeah. you felt? Yeah, definitely. I think once you go through the, the process and, and you sit down at the panel, um, the assistant principal goes, look, you've done all this work and, and this is basically what, without realising, this is what you do on a daily basis sort of thing. And, and as Trevor did mention, you do feel proud about it and it sort of reassures you that you are on the right track and that you're doing the right thing in the classroom every day. Um, and did it, uh, has it changed you at all in your 
methods? Um, I think it definitely has um, in terms of uh, in the engagement, because um, that was part of my, my question. That's still something that I, I try to do every single maths lesson. I want to engage my students because it's, maths is something that kids, if they don't have confidence in or they, they don't feel like they, they're good at maths or something like that, then they're easily disengaged. So I definitely it's something that I'm trying every single day. I love trying new things in the classroom to engage uh, my students and you don't you take it away from math as well so my question was to do with math so you start engaging you try to use different strategies to engage or differentiate in other areas of, of the curriculum as well thanks to daniel and mount ridley p12 college and i hope you found some valuable insights to help you with your inquiry process